Welcome to Nothing But Fantasy. My name is Phil Nasons. She's Andrea Lamont, and we're here to talk fantasy baseball with you. What's happening? Um, getting ready to put in some uh, bids on players because you know tomorrow's the big day, Sundays. Oh right, yeah. I see. I, I'm not even today. I did something in my league. I haven't touched my team in like three or four weeks. Oh, good. And I did something today. I don't remember what I did actually, <laughs> because I have. This is the third show that I've done this morning. So, I mean, it, it's a busy day. <laughs> Maybe you swept the cobwebs off of it because. Um, it, I'm good. My team is good though. The thing yeah. is, is like Eric Hosmer, he didn't hit, so I got rid of him and I picked up Bellinger instead. Ooh. Uh, no, yeah. Like, yeah, because my pitching staff, I got Scherzer, I got Chris Archer, um, Justin Verlander. I have a good pitching staff. You want to okay, talk about but, some hot dudes, though? Yeah. Let me say something about Eric Hosmer first. Okay. Um, in the last seven games, he's batted 440. I mean, this is a guy that has great work ethic. He's been completely, like, consistent his whole career. He's, I mean, he's been in the majors since he was 21. Now he's 27. I just, dropping him for Cody Bellinger, that could be a big mistake. I know that Cody Bellinger is going to get, he's buying more time right now because Adrian Gonzalez hit the DL for the first time ever in his 14 whole seasons <laughs> in the major leagues. But that's, you know, he's going to stay because Adrian Gonzalez is down. But as soon as Adrian Gonzalez comes back, I would be monitoring that situation because they have no problem sending him back down. And Eric Hosmer looks like he's finally figuring it out. Not to say that he's going to be as good as he's been in the past because his team cannot score runs worth a crap. Right. But he's 27. I mean, this is a guy that you can really rely on every single season, you know, just uh, putting 100% into his game. And just he's been hitting very good over the past week. So just keep your eye out. Okay, that's good advice, and I thank you for that. You know what the dilemma I had, though, is I have Edwin Encarnacion on that team also. Oh. So I had to choose one of the two, and I'd rather watch the Indians play than the Royals play. So that made it easy for me. And All right. I, 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 it was tough, though. I, I, I feel what you're saying. But, Who's in a, your utility spot? Um, I can't even remember now. Just so. get prepared to replace Cody Bellinger because everybody's under this assumption that he's going to stay and they're spending all this money on him and it's just unbelievable because no matter how good he hits, there's just not room for him on that roster unless somebody's on the DL. So, right. I mean, here's the thing. I'm a huge believer in the fact that if you're hitting, they'll find room for you. Mm -hmm. Like Marwin Gonzalez right now. I mean, if you're hitting, they will find a spot for you, especially if you can play multiple positions. Right. Um, Bellinger, you know, and there's a chance for that, but it's a very small one. You know, that's I agree with that too. You know, we talked. I was a guest on Friends with Fantasy Benefits podcast. Yeah, that's a great show. I had a fun. It's fun, time. right? Oh yeah. yeah, I had a blast. Yeah. And uh, anyway, we talked about Bellinger, and you know, funny thing is, Justin Mason. We did the show in the afternoon, and just last night, Adrian Gonzalez got sent down to the DL. Or put yeah. on the DL. And that's what he said would happen. He said they're going to put Gonzalez on the DL and they're going to keep him, him being Bellinger, because he would be beneficial. And he's been hitting like crazy. So right. why it's hard to find a spot for him. Now you've got a spot for him. But he's going to be on my bench, Bellinger. I, I got a really strong team. I just needed to get rid of Eric Hosmer for some reason. Yeah, so you have no problem to throw throwing away or getting, you know, making up for the fact that Bellinger isn't. He's only had 38 at-bats in the major leagues. I right. mean, this guy... 
is not um, – he has had – I mean, he's spent a little bit of time at AAA, but not a ton. And you, it's hard to argue that he's not ready when he's hitting like he is. I mean, he's batting three forty two right now. So, right. I mean, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing for the Dodgers, although um, – the last thing they need is another lefty, you know what I mean, that can't hit lefties. Right, exactly. They're loaded with that. But you know something? He can sit on my bench, and if I need him, fine. And if he continues to stay hot, I could trade him too and sell him high. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I'm just going to keep him there, whatever. It's only a 10-team league, so it's not a real league anyway. So yeah, it's, it's oh, okay. Shut up. Well, I, keep, I keep remembering that. You know, People get stupid sometimes. <laughs> and anyway, you want to because who got stupidly hot. This Ooh. week, Paul Goldschmidt. Is he? I didn't. I mean, I know he hit two bombs yesterday, but I've or got, maybe three. I've got, what did he do yesterday? The, he got a shitload of fantasy points yeah, in DFS. Yeah, he did, and I didn't have him either, and that's a disappointing thing. I've touted him though, but I didn't have I, him. I kind of. I have. I'm one of those guys who fades Coors and just fades it because they're very expensive. Those bats, and and I figure I can find somewhere somewhere cheaper. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But over his last seven games, he's batting 360. He's hit three bombs, eight RBIs, and two stolen bases. That's pretty hot compared to, say, a Trevor Plouffe, who's gone poof over Trevor his last Plouffe seven. Trevor Plouffe is sucking. I was just looking at him today thinking, i got to get rid of this fool. Well, you do, because um, the last seven games, he's batted 130, no bombs, no RBIs, no stolen bases. He ain't done squat all year. Four home runs, nine RBIs, a batting average of 191. What do you think of this? you got to get rid of him. Get rid of him? I do. I mean, I bench him. I don't like Trevor Plouffe to begin with too much. I mean, I'm, I don't have any kind of bias towards him whatsoever, like in favor of him. Um, I've never owned him on any team until this year. But I just noticed how bad he's sitting. On the season, he's 191, dude. He's On the season. Awful. I mean, not just the last seven games, not just the last 14 games. The last season. <laughs> the whole season, he's been horrible, right? So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, he was moved up in the batting order, and it's still not working. I mean, he's he's... He's batting okay against lefties, and that's about it. He's batting 250 against lefties, so they they will still use him like you know against lefties. But it looks like Ryan Healy is the next guy on the list, um, and he's the DH right now. So um, they, it's not like they'll have a problem, you know, if they want to get rid of him. If they want to bench Ploof, which I'm going to bench Ploof, you know, they could uh, put Ryan Healy over there, and then they got several choices to put at DH. I mean, that's the good thing about being an American League team, but I would not be holding on to this guy. I just don't see it. He doesn't offer it. His ceiling is not high enough to deal with this low floor that he's hit. He hasn't hit the floor. He's in the basement. He's like in the, yeah, he's in like one of those uh, things that you dig underground when a tornado comes. Yeah, cellar. Yeah. Yeah, he's finito. He's in the cellar. <laughs> he, he's in my cellar forever. I don't put it in for any reason. Yeah. Poof to floof. That's what I said. Poof say. to ploof. Hopefully you can move him over to um corner and if you have another Man, you better um, third put baseman. His, you send his ass to the waiver wire and leave him there. Let's let him become somebody else's problem. Yeah, I mean Jose Reyes would be a good option right now at third base. He's go. on fire. He's on fire. But uh you know who's on fire too? Who? Marwin Gonzalez. He's on fire too. He's the corner guy I was just gonna bring up. Well there you go. See? Uh last seven games. 476, six bombs, 13 RBIs, one stolen base. Over this season, though, here's the funny part of this. This is how bad he started. 
Because his season average is 269. He's got nine bombs, 21 RBIs, and two stolen bases. So he's done more in the last seven days than he has in the entire season, technically. Yeah, I mean, so here's a perfect example of a utility guy who, you know, I mean, utility guys aren't typically like the best hitters because if they were, they'd probably have a job. More than likely. Um, but, but that doesn't mean anything because I know fantasy people who are really good at it can't get one either. Um, I know that he's shown a little bit of potential in the past. Like, I mean, he hit over 10 home runs last season and he's been consistent as far as getting some home runs and some stolen bases and maybe, I mean, he walks a ton. So that's, that's huge in some leagues, you know, where you can, it's almost like Martin Prado, you know, when you could just put him in and you know that he's going to get on base somehow, some way, 375 on base percentage. He's been walking a ton this year. I don't know what that, what that's all about, but He's got nine homers already, and don't expect him to continue hitting nine homers. One, he's hit a home run every day for four, four or five straight games now. Yeah, he's thirty six percent owned in uh, ESPN leagues. By the he's way, he's also placed the first base, second base, third base, and outfield. So depending on your league rules, I mean, this guy is going to. Uh, he hits from both sides of the plate, right? So he's a lefty and a righty. You don't he's a see switchy. that. Yeah, a switch hitter. He hits lefties and righties the same. So it's not like you know one one. Uh, Obviously, it's it's good. I like him. I'd run with it, roll with it. Put Ploof on your corner. Get Marwin Gonzalez if you can. I wouldn't pay a whole ton of money for Marwin Gonzalez because if you pick up players on Sundays, chances are good that the word is out on him. And um, I wouldn't be spending like a quarter of your fab money on him. I would spend a few bucks, you know. I mean, because this is not going to probably not going to last forever. There's some other options too if you need if you need a. Oh, absolutely. You know he's. At ESPN, he's eligible at first base, third base, and the outfield. 36% owned. I will say pass. Check this out, though. His batting okay. average on balls in play, it's mm-hmm. only 209. Oh, he's getting lucky. No, he's not. He's getting unlucky, too. I mean, 209 is bad. I mean, that means he's not getting on base when his balls are hit in play. So um, his, like... Career batting average on balls in play is up in the threes. It's 320. It's 312. So he's going to get on base even more than he is now. I I mean, because a 209 batting average on balls in play is not going to last probably. He's hitting balls right at people. He must be. Are they shifting for him a little bit maybe? I don't know. I don't know why they – let me look at his pull stats. You can keep talking. I'll just check. Okay, okay, that's fine. But you know what, Marwin Gonzalez, I would be very careful with him because as hot as he is – We've already seen he can get cold like he did at the beginning of the season, so I would leave him be. Um, daily fantasy-wise, though, that's great. You know, I take that back. If you're in a season-long league and you are playing with daily changes, I might consider picking up Marwin Gonzalez because Why? he doesn't well because he doesn't have a regular position, so you don't know if he's oh. going to play. So if you're able to make changes daily, like switching roster spots daily or whatever, then maybe you can pick him up while he's hot. So AJ Hinch came out the other day and he said he's going to find a spot for this guy and it's costing other people, other players, it's costing them playing time. But Bregman. you know, Bregman is one of them, right? Yeah, I mean, wait, Yuli is getting burned too. There's a few people losing playing time because of Marwin Gonzalez, well, but AJ paid, Hinch, they pay Guriel a lot of money. He better get his butt back out there. 
So opposite field, he's hitting it 29% when last year he only hit it to the opposite field 18%. That's a huge, I mean, that's a 10% difference, and that's kind of big. Yeah. He's hitting it, um, he's pulling it 45%, so he's not pulling it as much. So, yeah, I can't see that they would be shifting on him too much. So you They know don't know what, where he's going to hit it. You know what that could be? He might not either. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> he, he could be just swinging. And you know something? Those That increase in the opposite field may not be intentional. It might just be the fact that he's late on pitches and he's getting lucky. Well, all I know is that his power is real. I mean, his home run to fly ball ratio is the same as it was last year. Actually, it's less than it was mm-hmm. last year. So he's not hitting um, – he, he's not really getting more home runs – in comparison to his fly balls that he's hitting, he's still hitting fly balls. He's still hitting ground balls. He's still, I mean, all of his line drive ground ball and fly balls are all the same percentages. So he's, he's got real power. So hopefully he can pull it together. He's 28 years old. So we'll see. Yeah. But he's been a career pine rider. So (laughs) maybe that's where he's going to remain. But, uh, Something about him is keeping him from having an everyday job. Um, I talked to Lenny about it. Like um, he said, there's something about him. I don't know if it's his defense. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason why he hasn't stuck in a lineup. You know, because he has bigger names in front of him. Well, I don't know if it's just that, but Oakland. Guriel, they paid him a lot of dough. Right. They well, they I'm sure they did, but that's the thing. They, there's money in front of him. That's the problem. Maybe I think honestly he's hot, he's hot right now, but he he can't sustain this. What's his career batting average? Two seventy, two sixty. Let's see. His career batting average is um two six two fifty seven. Is his yeah, career? See, I was being generous with him. Yeah, I mean his um, I was just looking at his walk rate and his strikeout rate. I mean his career walk rate is five percent and he's got 13 percent right now walk rate but you can't really say like okay you don't get lucky walking i mean you get you have to have some sort of skill to walk so the fact that he's walking a ton more does show that he's worked on his plate discipline his strikeout rate has gone down a little bit but not a ton i mean he's at 18.3 percent striking out and his career is 19.2 so a little bit better but not that much he's had lasik surgery that's another thing he's had Oh, hey, maybe he could see the ball. That's there a huge. I did not know that. That's interesting. I dropped that, that, I dropped that little nugget on the Friends with Fantasy Benefits podcast yesterday. That's a great little tidbit. How about that? But it doesn't yeah. mean the hill of beans to me. You know something? Keep Why him? not? He because can see. I, I don't care. That doesn't mean anything to me. Well, he's it still, helps play discipline when you I, can see the ball. That's true. But you know what I think? I think that he's just getting lucky, and he's not really that good. He, his opposite field, all of a sudden, he, it's not because he's some kind of genius now with no. a bat. Right, it's but, because he's swinging late. But his batting average on balls in play doesn't say that he's getting lucky. That could okay. be. That could be. We'll you see. You know what? That could be. You know what I think, though, honestly? Maybe they haven't think, figured him out yet because he's never well, had that's enough. That's what I was going to say. You know what? Maybe let's wait and see what happens when he gets around the league one more time and they yeah. start to figure him out. I think this has happened before. Maybe not to this extent. But I think that he's had, uh, oppor- I think he's had hot streaks like this before. But you know what? Good for him. God bless him. If you want to pick him up, have a nice time with him. Good luck. But only in a league that allows daily changes, not weekly changes, because you don't know when he's going to play. Okay, Jorge Here Soler got- he got um, activated today. He missed the first eight games with the oblique problem, so he'll be playing right field. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Who does he play for again? Kansas City? Um, Chicago. He plays for Chicago, the 
he doesn't play for the Cubs. He plays for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, maybe he does. Did he get traded? Hold on a minute. Yeah, I don't have him up on my screen. Ago. I was just looking at his stats. Oh, right. Um, he's, if, if you're looking yeah, at Yeah, you're right. Has, K- no, you're right, KC. Yeah, so that sucks for him, but uh, that I might be better for Eric Hosmer though, because maybe somebody will bat behind him now. I Not that it's going to matter. The, let's see where they're putting him in the lineup. So, so why did you bring up Jorge Soler? He was just next on my list, and I thought I wanted to move on from Arwen Gonzalez. I was done with him. Oh, see, I was just getting started, really. Oh, you have more to say about this guy? We already said he had LASIK surgery. We told all of his stats. We did everything. gave him everything. That's enough, then. We gave you plenty of time, Marwin. Now I'm replacing you with... And I have it right in my notes, right here. Jorge Soler, outfield, Kansas City Royals, and I don't read it. That's lovely. Okay. Fact check. Fact check. All right. So here's what we do. (laughs) We're going to move on from Jorge Soler. Oh, we are? Why? What did you have to say about him? Well, I just wanted to say because if people are trying to pick up players, you you want them, you told me to come up with some players that people could pick up. Oh, hot and cold guys. He hasn't played it yet this year. Well, I don't know he? if he's hot or cold, but he hits home runs. I mean, um, okay. We'll see what What's he. His, I wonder what his strikeout rate will be. Now, here, let me ask you this: You got a guy who just came off the DL. Yeah. A guy who has had some success in the in the majors, limited success. Mm-hmm. Do you pick him up dead off the waiver and put him in your lineup? If you need somebody in your outfield, you might. I mean, there's other players on this most added, most drop list, and one of the reasons that he's not on there yet is because he was just taken off the DL. But, you know, this most added list that we're looking at, half of these guys are already taken in most people's leagues. Right. That's why I always give it the 50% rule. If they're available in less than 50%, of of leagues are currently owned in less than 50%. There's a good chance that the people listening to this show will be able to uh use them. So here's here I got an idea for okay. you. Instead of Jorge Soler. Yeah. He's a good player though, but he can really piss you off if you own him. Maybe. Of course, he's away from that nut job Joe Madden, so maybe he's got a chance. Scott Schlebler, 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 whatever. Schlebler. Whatever. Scott Schlebler. He plays for the Cincinnati Reds, for God's sakes, down south somewhere. Um, but he's available in over six or fifty-five percent of ESPN leagues. Okay. Would you pick? Would you consider him over, uh, say, Jorge Soler? Um, I guess for the short term, I might, but not for the long term. I don't. Um, Shebler, he last year he started out as a platoon player, and he quickly lost his job because he did horribly, um, and he was sent down like. Eight, I want to say he was sit down. No, he wasn't sit down a ton, but he got sit down to AAA. He bats great in AAA, and then he got called up to replace Jay Bruce when he got um, traded to the Mets, and he finished the season 290 over his last 55 games. So, yeah, I mean, this isn't coming out of nowhere. He has maintained that job since Jay Bruce left, and he hasn't given it up. He does. He hits. He doesn't hit okay but he hits the same against lefties and righty he's batting 238 against lefties 247 against righties the biggest problem he has is hitting at home he can't hit at home for some odd well, reason why would you want to hit there in cincinnati they don't, well partly because it's there. a hitter's ballpark partly well apparently he's a hitter and it doesn't work for right him. well that makes me wonder what the hell he bats 188 at home and 342 on the road maybe he's got an irritating girlfriend at home maybe he's yeah maybe uh I don't know what it is. Maybe he gets nervous at home. But he does he's hitting home runs. Home. He's hitting home runs. He's got a decent on base percentage. It's nothing special, but it's right about average, league average. 
And he's got a ton of extra base hits already, like 14 extra base hits on top, you know, of eight home runs. So 20 RBIs. I would, he's a hot hand right now. But um, as far as like who has more talent, who has more potential, it's definitely Soler. Yeah, that's true. But uh, the, here and now, especially in Kansas City, is Kansas City a hitter's ballpark? I, um, I don't know. It's not to, it not this year. I'll tell you that much. Well, it hasn't. <laughs> ever, it hasn't been in a long time. I don't think. And I don't think it ever has. Let's see, I'll check it out. No, I don't think it is. What is it? I Kaufman that, Stadium. Yes, that's the one. Okay. I would say it's ranked toward the bottom. Let me see. It's a pretty big park. Kaufman Stadium has baseball's seventh lowest home run factor, so it's well, not a hitter park. It's probably right. friendly. So here's the thing. Here's what I would say. Where's all his... Look at this, though. Six bombs on the road, two bombs at home. Here's what you do with Scott Shubler. You pick him up and play him in all the away games unless he's playing a left. I don't even know if How's I that believe sound? that, okay? I don't even know if I believe this um, home and away things because um, last year he had 127 at-bats at home. He hit 323. So I just think that he is either having some bad luck there right now. I don't think that it's going to continue like that, you know? Okay, so you can play him at home and take Andy's word on that. Yeah, but... I would say these are dramatic splits so far. It's still early. Yeah. The sample size is small. Right. But I would sit him against lefties because he does hit... A, he has a home run against him, a grand slam, I think. But he's got also five strikeouts in 21 at-bats. So there you have that. Well, so play typical. him against righties, even in the road... And especially play him at in the daytime where he hits the most home runs. Really? Yeah, and, I, and on a field with all grass, he's had eight home runs this year. All eight of his home runs come on a regular field grass. Really? That's interesting. Uh, that? You're pretty smart today, my friend. How about that? I'm looking at the stat sheet in front of me. It makes me look smart. Hopefully they updated it. Otherwise, I'll be getting the boo birds after me. So, so who we got next? Uh, you want to keep going with these hot and cold players? Sure, we can. Whatever you want. Um, Scott Shevler, he, what's his dealio? He bat. Um, he's a lefty. We just did. Yeah, he's a lefty, and he has a trouble with. And the he lefties. plays right he's field against Ty Black. He plays right field, and that's it. That's it. Okay. That's all he needs to play. He's, he's Jay Bruce's replacement. Just checking. That's all Jay Bruce. Did. Right. That's true. I don't like Jay. I Bruce. like players with more, you know, flexibility, especially in teams. Absolutely. Yeah. So move on. Let's oh, go. Yeah. I don't know who's next. Surprise me. Oh, well, I will if I can. You My. know who's been hot? This is an interesting name. I hate this son of a gun because he plays for the Yankees. Is this Aaron Judge? Oh, please. Is just destroying things. He's totally owned in 105% of leagues. So let's forget him then. Who's next? Maybe Aaron Hicks. He's another guy on the Yankees that has actually been hitting very well, and he might not be. Check it. How much is he owned? Aaron Hicks. Oh, I don't know, but I, I know. Of, let me see. He he is outfielder eligibility. Aaron Let me Hicks. check him out. I'm in ESPN. I don't know how to tell how. Aaron Judge is owned in 94% of ESPN League, so maybe you can check your waiver wire out there. Aaron I Hicks. I don't think so, dude. Any teams well, that don't own said. If any league doesn't own him, dude, there's a pro, somebody's just abandoned it. Now, let me see. How do I find out where how much he's owned? Aaron yeah. Hicks? I've already. I'm on it right Tell now. Me. Let me see here. Well, I'm, it, he's owned in only 19.7 percent of ESPN. He's definitely worth picking up right now. Absolutely, he's a right-handed hitter. 
He's a righty. He's got I'm five sorry, home he's runs. He's a switch hitter. He's a switch hitter. Excuse me. I looked at that wrong because ESPN says bats B. <laughs> Why <laughs> don't you put mean? S for switch? Yeah, that'd be good. Bats B. Throws right. Maybe you should have put throws B too. I mean, this guy, he's got know. a career batting average of 227 and a 306 on base percentage. But this year, I think he's pulled it together. Now, here's a guy that's 27, so he might still be pulling it together. And you can't really knock it. It's it's He's doing well. And his team is doing also very well. So that, you know. That helps out. Well, that helps out a lot. And Aaron Judge is doing really well. Aaron Judge is knocking out TVs and stuff. He's a freak, dude. He's out of control. He's got, I mean, he's, do you really believe that he has this much power? Yeah, because I listened to Brian Cashman on Sirius the other day, and he was talking about it, and he said they've always known that he could do that. This is not a fluke. Right, but. He just wasn't consistent enough at it. This is this guy's a monster though. He's what six foot five or six foot six. He's just huge. Okay, he might be six foot six. So is Eric Hosmer. So yeah, there you go. Well, he hits the ball farther than Eric Hosmer does, especially this year. Eric Hosmer doesn't even hit foul balls anymore. He does have. I mean, he had some really. He had some great months in the minor leagues last year, but he really uh, has not shown in the minor leagues, other than good months, that he has this much power. So I know that um, scouts were expecting it. I know that um, everybody was waiting for it to kind of come around, but he did not show thirty plus homer. I mean, he did not show this. 65 home run power type stuff. I mean, he's got a lot of potential. Obviously, he's doing it in the major leagues, but he's another one. Don't be surprised if this guy comes down back to earth because the second time through the system, you know, these pitchers, these catchers, they study you. They know exactly what you're looking for. They know exactly what you can't hit. So we'll see what happens with Aaron Judge. I would sell him, but I understand that people aren't going to. So what are you going to do? They're going to be fighting to the bat rack in that dugout now that Gary Sanchez is back, too. Is he back today? Gary the Goat played yesterday. I think he took an over, but he uh, he's back. Mm-hmm. Gary the Goat. He's so. Gary the Goat will play tonight again. You bet. He'll play every single night. Gary would you put him in married. your lineup? Of course I would put him in my lineup. You know that people paid for this fool? They paid a lot for him. Yeah, they're putting him in. I didn't pay anything for because him. Because especially when him. they probably have like some other fool in their catcher, you know. Who's their backup? Well, <laughs> Who's who are they playing in, instead of Gary Sanchez while he's injured? Probably somebody that's not Romine. that good. Romine did a good job. For I'm him. talking about fantasy that... owners. Who are they playing? Oh yeah, I don't. You know what? I, but I'm playing daily today, oh. and I'll probably use Gary Sanchez because he's only thirty one hundred bucks. Oh yeah, absolutely. You gotta get him. You gotta get him while he's cheap and keep your fingers crossed. Congratulations, by the way, you won uh, over at. DraftKings last night oh, I in did. our little league. Yeah, I did. I uh, I had Lance Lynn. That's why, because Lance That's Lynn. That's why I, I I was I was gonna go against him. I had uh, Freddie Freeman. That didn't turn out very well. At the last second, I, I took out um, Keuchel and put in Salazar, and that didn't work out very good. Yeah, well, I touted Salazar yesterday. He's he's generally much better than that. Yeah. But well, there are a lot of guys getting shelled. You know who else is hot for the Yankees, though, that no one seems to be talking about is Brett Gardner. Uh. Over the last seven games, he's hitting three sixty-seven. He's hit five bombs, 10 RBIs, and zero stolen bases. Well, we don't expect the stolen bases too much anymore. Well, kind of. But he, but but he, not like he used no. to. Now, he has five on the season, which is good. But during this streak, when you're hitting five home runs and 10 RBIs, and here's the thing. All of his production this year has come this week. <laughs> Right. Well, he's about to Except lose for the his job, bases. dude. Well, that's what it is. 
you know what? This is a good thing for the Yankees. I, I don't really like the Yankees anyway. I'm a Mets fan, but Brett Gardner. Now, Brett Gardner is probably available in a lot of leagues, too. I'll bet you. I bet you he is available in a lot of leagues, and um, he's definitely worth playing right now. You know, this isn't uh, somebody that who knows what he'll do, but between him and Jacoby Ellsbury, one of them is to lose their you know spot in the lineup. So he's obviously not trying to lose his job. Especially, you know what, if you lost Adam Eaton this week, and that was kind of horrific to look at, mm-hmm. this kid, Brett Gardner, is available, 38.9% owned to me. is Right, I know. That, isn't that sad that everybody's a kid? Every player is a kid to us. Every player is a kid to me, not to you. I'm old, too. Don't worry. These kids could be my He's 33, so if he was a kid, your kid at age 33, well, you got an early start. I can't say that he, he, I mean, technically he could be my kid, but... You know, At, you, you see, no, actually, not technically. So. He couldn't have been my kid because I would have been. 11. I would say two thirds of the Ameri- of the major leagues could not be your child. That's not. True. I would say all of them. I'm 42, so I would say so, not even close to all of them. Okay, 97 percent of them are too old to be your child. Oh, well, that's so that means you're young. I'll just embellish in that for a little bit longer. See, I'm very complimentary too. In fact, not just educationally. Perfect today. Oh, <laughs> I'm also complimentary. You're very smart today. I, I this is my third podcast. I feel like I'm punch drunk. Sweet. Well, you're doing well. So let's keep going. All right. Okay. So anyway, Brett Gardner. If, seriously, all kidding aside, I would pick him up. Yeah. If I like the Yankees, um, let me see. Anthony Rendon is another one who he gets widely overlooked with the Nationals. I don't know how. And, well, he does because they got all those other bombers in that lineup, and everybody really likes him. But and this, listen to these numbers over the last seven days: yeah. four sixty-two, four bombs, fourteen RBIs, no stolen bases. And like Brett Gardner, most of his season-long production came in those last seven days. Okay, Anthony Rendon. He's like one of those um, "you might be dead to me" list. I mean, it's not completely like that, but I believed in him a couple years ago. My first year in Tout Wars, I drafted him, and he did nothing. Last year, he did nothing, and we all know he has potential because he's ha- he's done stuff before. I mean, he hit in 2014. He hit 21 homers. So last year, he actually hit 20. But he's he's was he looked like he was pulling it back together last year, but he's so hard to rely on it's like going especially in head-to-head leagues where you have to rely on somebody that's consistent and it's like relying on curtis granderson who hit a home run last night sitting on my bench by the way because i can't even play him i can't play him but rendon yes he's on fire i'm surprised if he's not owned in your leagues how much how much percentage is he owned in espn let me see i don't have that information do you believe that i can guarantee that he's owned in 70 percent maybe 79.5 He's owned. Yeah, I, I was looking at it the whole time. But, yeah, you know what? Still, though, he might be on your waiver wire. If you're playing in one of those leagues that aren't really a league, like a 10-team league, yeah. he could still be there. Good. And if he is, you should pick him up because I did today. What about, That's uh, what I picked up today, by the way. Oh, I picked up Anthony Rendon. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, and I picked up Bellinger. And I picked up – who did I pick up? I, oh, I dropped, I dropped one of my pitchers. Or, I no, I dropped one of my hitters. I don't remember. I think I picked up another pitcher. You know – because I'm loaded with pitchers. I'm going to win this league if I start to care about it. You know what? You said something last week that makes a lot of sense, and it's kind of true. I want to repeat Uh-oh. it. I want to Again? repeat it about your 10-team league. That people look at 10-team leagues and say, oh, that's so easy. Everybody's team is, like, hugely good and all that. And it's true. Everybody does have a good team. But 
to decipher between I mean when when Anthony Rendon is on the waiver wire um, it makes it very hard to figure out which of these players to pick up which of these players are going to continue to do this and which of them are just having a good day um, when you're in 12 15 or 15 team leagues there's not enough players on the waiver wire to even bother having to actually look deep into these numbers like this I mean with Rendon out there, and who knows who else is out there? I mean, guys that should be owned or that are owned. You got tons of. Them. I mean, that is true, and I mean, I, I like that what you said, and I think that's very true. Nobody's ever said that yep. before. I'll tell you this: I do daily touts three or four times a week. I probably continue it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. But you know what? I to spend about five hours writing that thing, and that's how that. And it's similar on a fifteen teams or fifteen game slate to what I have to do every week on my waiver wire with that 10-team league. Because mm-hmm. I looked at it today, and I, was, I almost got cross-eyed. There's so many of yeah. them. How do you choose between them, and how do you pick the right one? It's all about luck. That's why in my league, we have so many drops every day. I have an inbox full of, this guy dropped these guys. That yeah. guy picked up this guy. Because this is how it works. There's definitely some strategy involved in that type of league. And it's a weekly league. One, We only get to put our rosters in on, on Monday morning, whenever, before the first game locks. And we're set for the week. It's a set it and forget it week. Set it and forget it. You've got to love it. Son of a gun. Okay, so let me see this. You know something? We talked about the hot Let guys. me tell you what I hate about ESPN set it and forget it leagues. Okay? Oh, right. Go it ahead. pisses me off so bad because you Uh-oh. have to wait till 11 o'clock on Monday morning before your bids go through, right, to get your players. Now, usually by 11 o'clock, I'm busy doing stuff. Like, I'm busy. I got chatter. I got all the other things. I'm putting in my lineup for the night at DraftKings, and I always forget. to Why, when they go onto your roster, do they go to the bench spot automatically? Why? I mean, they leave blank spots in your roster to put these guys on the bench. Why don't they just replace the player that you dropped with the player that you picked up? I mean, you got to go in there and make sure they're on your roster or they, they sit out for the entire week. That sucks. I hate that, too. You know, um, CBS is, has the worst interface. But ESPN, you have to be even careful with their information. You don't even know. And they get their stuff from Rotowire, I think. I don't like ESPN anymore. After they fired all those guys, including Jim Bowden, I stopped my e- insider subscription that day. You did? I said, oh, yes, I did. I was pissed at them. So I don't even play in their leagues. I do play in the basketball because I host a couple leagues over there. But outside of that, They've never been good to like their employees, that. and they've never been a good. They just have never been a good place to work. So I don't know why. Well, it's a great launching pad, though. A lot of these guys are making lots of money. Yeah, they absolutely. It's a great launching pad if you uh, like to read from a script and you don't have a problem saying what they want you to say. I do have a problem. Well, I'll tell you what. After listening to some of the fantasy experts that I've heard over the years, I think they need a script. Maybe. I have a lot to say about. But they're that, hot. But I'll let they're it go. hot. That's what counts. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've been hot for years you know and works. I can't get anywhere. Of course. You're hot, you're smart. You're hot. <laughs> okay, okay, moving on. Right. So, I'd rather be smart. Is Michael Conforto okay, you know who, owned in a bunch of leagues or what? He's on my list. Yeah, you know what? 70%, okay. I think, dude. Josh Harrison? I think at least. Um, Jeez, hold on. Let me. I moved my list over. I hope you have him on your list and we can wait to talk about him, but I definitely want no, I can talk about any player that you want. I'm ready. Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison. Love him. Josh Harrison. He's 45% owned at ESPN, and 
He's another one who's been pretty hot. He had a, what was it, a five-game hitting streak or a six-game hitting streak? One of those games had two hits in it. Okay. He's had, what, you know, since the 23rd of uh, April, he's had one, two, three, four multi-hit games. He's hit, he hit two bad. home runs on May 1st. Now, this is a guy that you're relying on stolen bases from, not necessarily a ton of home runs. This is a guy that steals bases, but now he's hitting for power, and I've loved him for several years. I mean, I think he used to be a catcher. I, and I might be I'm, – I'm almost positive that he used to be a catcher because one year in the NL only league, it was me and Lenny playing in, in a league and it was getting down like there was no players left. And I saw that Josh Harrison qualified at catcher because he came That's up right. as a catcher. Um, and I've just liked him ever since because not only was he allowed to fit into my catcher spot, but he wasn't playing catcher, so he actually had a chance to get a decent season of at-bats. He's never had, like, a full-time job at any position, but he's always – I mean, over the last three or four seasons, he's managed to get a full season of at-bats no matter what. Now, so heading into this season, he only qualified as second base because he, um, he really only played second base. But the year before that, he played, like, second base, third base – uh, outfield. So he is a utility guy. And this year he's played 14 games at second base and 17 games at third base. So he guaranteed qualifies at both second and third because he came into the season with second base eligibility. So um, either way, the fact that he is getting power on top of his uh, stolen bases, because you can, you, you should get 20 stolen bases from him. And now he's on pace for, I don't know how many home runs he's hit five. So and these are, like you said, 20? they've all been within the last couple weeks or week. Would you say 20? Yeah, I would months? say 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say so 20. Too. And, you know, um, Starling Marte is out. So. Yeah, he's another one. That really still irks me. But uh, I like that pickup. You know who I like is Andrew Tolls. Yeah. Yeah, I used him last night. He's been great in daily. I like him. Uh, who else? He's batting uh, leadoff too, see. by the way. Josh Harrison is batting leadoff. Ever since he's doing ever great. Since by he, the way. We're we're still talking about. Well, Josh I just Harrison. wanted to finish. Okay, I just wanted to finish. Oh, that's okay. Um, and the la- continue. You on. know, he since he got moved to the leadoff spot, which is a week ago, he mm-hmm. has hit those four home runs. He's got, you know, that's that's when all of this really started. So I mean, he had that five game hitting streak. The right? fact that he's hitting at the top of the order that's huge. That's going to get him more at bats even, and so I think he's great for daily games. I also think he's great for season long, and I don't think that you're going to have to drop him, you know, because he's going to crap the bed. I think he'll be continue to be good. So you want to talk about Andrew Tolls? Well, I, okay, I thought about something with Josh Harrison. Okay. They're not hitting behind him very well because all the runs he scored, except for one this season, have been have come from those bombs that he hit. Well, maybe he'll steal some more bases in the spot. We'll see. Forty-five percent available. Dual eligible, by the way. Second base and third base. Good luck with that. Who do you want to talk about? You, now? Michael. You Kukura? said you wanted to talk about tools and tools. Oh, I could do that, I suppose. He doesn't um, hit lefties. He, I was bringing him up because I was very impressed with myself. He, for does he platoon him up with somebody? Because he must platoon. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I really want to talk about. Uh huh. And I cannot freaking believe. That people do not have him in their lineup. Eddie Rosario has a 13-game hitting streak. He's only 4.1% owned at ESPN. He's had three home runs, 10 RBIs, and one bomb, and he's batting over 300. This guy is on freaking fire. They give him a day off on the 29th. I think it was a rainout, and that didn't even interrupt his hitting streak. This guy is 
so hot it's unbelievable and no one is even noticing him and the reason they don't notice him is because he plays in minnesota which is a team that's actually hitting this year quite well i mean uh quite well especially against right-handed hitters last year when rosario came he came up in 2015 and he um he's only 25 so he did he had a decent season when he came up to the majors in 2015 um he hit more than 10 home runs so he's you know it's not unexpected for him to hit home runs he's only got three on the season but he he definitely has potential to hit 15 or 20 home runs he steals a few bases so um he can't he he, but last year see this is recency bias because last year he stunk pretty much stunk he didn't get a full season of at bats he just didn't um put it together very well last year and I mean, really, sometimes the growth of uh, youngsters is not necessarily linear. You know, like it could take a couple years and have ups and downs along the way. But he's absolutely worked on his um, strikeout percentage. He's striking out a lot less than he did last year. Not necessarily walking any more than he did last year. But um, the fact that he's striking out way lower, I mean, 16.8% strikeouts, that's pretty good. That's very good. I mean, but the thing is, is that people don't want to pick him up because they don't watch Minnesota games. They don't even know who this guy is. I'll bet you half the people listening to this show don't even know who he is. And that, and that's not a knock against them. There's some really knowledgeable people who listen to this show. But it's amazing. How can you be 4% owned and be on a 13-game hitting streak? Recency bias works both ways. Usually when guys are hot, the people get picked up a lot quicker than when they're cold. Yeah, but obviously. he's only hit three home runs and stole one base. Yeah, but he's got a 13-game hitting streak. Yeah, but what is that sakes. for only, fantasy? Only one person in the majors has a better one, and that's Mike Trout. I don't know. Mike Trout has a 17-game hitting streak. Okay, that? big deal. He's What, are we surprised at that? No. Yes. Somebody else has but a... He, but, but, I'm, but I'm just totally flipped out over this. Well... How in the freak... Can he be this low-owned, Eddie Rosario? He's going to play every single day, too. His OBP is 330. That's not bad, is it? That is what? 330. No, it's not bad. Average is 320. Yeah, you see? So he's above average. Colton Wong has a career-high 10-game hitting streak. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to go out and pounce on him? No. Well, here's the thing, though. Colton Wong has a larger sample size of letting people down, including me. He's arrived on my dead to me list, and I even gave the funeral and the eulogy on my show for Colton Wong. Oh God! I said you would be wrong for drafting Wong because he sucks. Yeah, well. When you need him not to. Um, he he's horrible, and yeah, so. He isn't horrible. He's a major league player, so he's better. He's at never been good, and he's not going to be good, including me. Eddie Rosario could be thing. good. He's never going to be good for fantasy. He's going to be unpredictable. Colton Wong. He's the guy. Here, here's the guy with. Is Colton he good Wong. for he's not fantasy? He used to have good defense, but now he doesn't have that either. So, well, he's still on the Cardinals, so that says something yeah. for him because they don't usually put up with foolishness. Yeah. The thing about Colton Wong, Colton Wong will win you a GPP if he ever, if you pick him on the right day and he hits two bombs against somebody. Well, he good will, luck with that. He only that, hit one. Yeah, well, on he will though. But Rosario is fantastic. I like Rosario. And I think he's all right. He's the best to me, and I don't care. You know what? Minnesota Twins is because he plays. Well, what for the about Twins. Byron? Okay, so right before Byron Buxton hit the wall, he was starting to come on, and I'm a huge believer in Byron Buxton. I think you know that. Yes. Now, what do you do though? But so with Eddie Rosario, when Buxton comes back, 
what happens then? Um, he still he stays in he's that still, lineup because they they're suck. trying to spot for him if he's hitting. That's how it they works. Um, he that's Eddie Rosario plays three. He plays all three outfield spots. So yep. one of these guys is. I mean, one of these guys is not going to be hitting. Plus, they have a DH, so they got Robbie Grossman. He could lose. You know, he he Eddie Rosario is the left fielder. He's not the. He's not going right. to lose any time to Byron Buxton because Buxton plays center field. Well, I'm going to pick him up on my team. So if Byron Buxton is, I mean, yeah. if Eddie Rosario is playing center field right now, it's only because Buxton is out, and then he'll move back over to left field, and Robbie Grossman will go to the DH. You know, Michael Conforto, you wanted to bring. Can I talk about back. Max Kepler real quick before uh, we move on from Minnesota? We're talking about more Twins yeah. players. People don't know anything about the Twins. Maybe that's a good idea. Max Kepler let me down. Did yesterday. he? Did you own him? Of course he did. It cost me money, man. So, All right, whatever. so let's anyway. just move on from him then. No, it's okay. I, I because he in in a season long league, I have. Wait, oh, I I was going to draft him and I let him slide. He's probably on my yeah, waiver wire. Yeah, he's probably on the ahead. waiver wire. Um, especially in my my ten team league that isn't a real league. He doesn't have that great of a batting average by any means. So if you're in an average league, oh. this is not the guy for you. If you're in an on base percentage league, this might be the guy for you. He walks a lot, so he his on base percentage is is decent it's over over the last seven games it's 400 but uh, over the season it's 350 339 wait 359 so his average mm-hmm. isn't that bad right now but he's not he's never going to have a great batting average i don't think he strikes out too much um he's hit two home i mean he's playing every day and he's a guy that i guarantee is not owned in very many people's leagues so if you're looking for an outfielder this guy you know he's he's got potential i think he's only 23 years old um he does struggle against lefties. Let's see what he's doing this year against lefties. Yeah, he's struggling. Like he's he really sucks sorry, against lefties. but he's three oh six against righties, though. So yeah, this is a guy that you would only have on your team if you're an on base percentage league and you get to make daily moves because you don't want him going up against a lefty. No, you don't. But he's twenty eight point six percent owned at ESPN, so he's probably sitting on your waiver, and he wouldn't be a bad guy to have. You know, the Twins have actually played pretty well. Yeah, they lately. have. And they're not even trying to win. That's what somebody said. The American League Central is the Indians because no one else is trying to win, which I thought was kind of bizarre. Anyway, you know what? Michael Conforto. This is an interesting thing. I I discovered this yesterday in my preparation for another show that Mm -hmm. I was on. And uh, Michael Conforto has some big numbers. But the only way he gets them is if he's playing left field. Really? If yeah, if you look at the other spots that he starts at and plays and gets at bats from the positions, it's amazing. When he bats lead off and plays left field, he's just a world beater. When he uh you gotta see this. Go over to Fangraphs and check that out. You're gonna, I'm gonna flip check out. it out. I'm, I'm gonna check you. it out. Well, I don't even know. I I'd just, have to look I pretty like, deep for that. I'll take your word on it. I know that he's got five I mean, he's got the tools. If he can pull it together, it seems like right now he's on fire. How much has he owned? We take deep dives here. Uh seventy one point three percent. In ESPN yeah. leagues, see, we take deep dives here. To of course, help the we people. do because we're looking for players too. I'm looking for players too, and that's how I came up well, with. I'm half doing of these. this crap all day, so I mean, this is what I do, and I, I, I'll tell you, it's it's baseball's tough. It's the toughest sport there is because everything changes. You've got on those nights where you have thirty game or thirty teams on a slate, fifteen yeah. games. That's a hell of a lot of players. It's Let's so go over easy couple, to overlook, dude. Are we going to talk a couple pitchers before it's over? Let's talk some pitchers. Before I want to talk over. pitchers a couple. Like Andrew Triggs. What's up with him? Hot pitchers? I Yeah, I'd like to know because that's why you won that thing at DraftKings. I picked Andrew Triggs, and if he had done what he usually does, 
I would have. Yeah, won. he's been really good. I came from behind. I was going to put Lance Lynn in there too. By the way, we have to. Wait, talk about let me Lance finish Lynn. Triggs real quick. This is the guy oh, that I was it. talking about that got. I mean, I thought it was someone else earlier, but it was in my notes. I knew it was in my notes that he was optioned to AAA Nashville eight times last year. Okay, so that's how yeah, long it took but... him to pull it together. And at AAA, he did well. He had a 2.95 ERA and a 1.16. He was pitching out of the bullpen, though. Um, at the major league level, he came up. Um, in his first 19 appearances, he had a 5.35 ERA, a crappy whip, 1.57, but he did strike out a good chunk of batters, 9.1 strikeouts per nine innings. And that this is also in the Oakland bullpen. And so then at the end of the season, he joined the rotation. He made five starts. He did excellent. 2.78 ERA and his .71 whip. He had a 21 to 1 K to walk rate, dude. And his he got a back injury, so it ended his season early. But so we could say that this goes back to, you know, his last five starts of last season when he pulled it together. So, I mean, this guy, if he's not owned, I don't know how how, how many percentage he is owned, but I'm telling you, he is worth a pickup. Oh, yeah. He really is. You know, one of the things about Triggs last year is with the Oakland A's, they had such a revolving door in that uh, that bullpen, and in that starting five, their injuries were decimated. So they were good. Guys were coming up. Guys were going down, and Triggs was the victim of that a lot more than most people think. He started out real good, though. I, I don't know what to do with him. I, uh, I played him yesterday at DraftKings, and I probably shouldn't have. But, you know, it's easy to get caught up in that stuff, especially in those two-pitcher sites, and you're looking for a cheapie to go along with your guy you think is yeah. going to do good. But uh, I, I like I so, like Triggs. I just don't like him enough to pick him up in my I mean, his league. batting against, if you look at his splits, it's it's he's when he pitches away, he has a zero ERA. When he pitches at home, he's got a 3.74 ERA. So I don't really know what to tell people, like, when to throw him in because, you know – I guess against lefties, he's his batting average against is one seven five. But unless you're the Dodgers, you don't find a whole team full of lefties. Maybe they should. He should hang out, be roommates with Scott Shubler. They'd they would be, be awesome like a together. full team, the two of them. I'm telling you, that's that something? Great. See, that's the thing. But here's the thing, though. This is important to know. Yeah. You got to look at those splits, and I mean, if you look at anything, look at splits, and if they have a good size sample which means like a couple of seasons in the big leagues, look at their career splits, you will be amazed at the things you'll find. You'll find out things like, for example, the Michael Conforto thing, where he plays better when he bats leadoff and plays left field. He's not comfortable out in center field. He's not comfortable in right field. Come on, that's such a crybaby bullshit. No, it's not. The ball, ball comes off the bat different. It's hard. And and I get that part. Do you get the part I, I really that he can't understand. bat anywhere but leadoff? That's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but. Well, you know what, though? Maybe there's something to it because there's less pressure to bat leadoff than there is. It's only the first time in a game, and then you're in there in the mix. You know, there's not as much pressure. He doesn't come up to bat, for example, with a lot of, in a lot of times with runners in scoring position because, well, the Mets don't hit so very well. So for. Especially the bottom half of the orders. So, I mean, this is a lot better for, for Andrew Triggs, one more thing. Um, I'm on fan graphs now, so I got all the numbers in front of me. Um, his FIP, feeling independent percentage, is really close to his ERA. A lot of times when you see a guy doing this well, he's got a 2.34 ERA. His FIP is 2.72. So, that's huge. I mean, his ex- 
His expected FIP, though, is still 3.73, so I haven't had a chance to look too deep into that, but he's pitching, he's inducing a ton of ground balls. Um, Only 66% of batters are left on base, so that's not it. It's not like he's just leaving a ton of batters out there. He only walks 1.82. I mean, this guy is pitching very well, and um, so I absolutely love it. I think that he's one of the that could stick. Nobody was talking about him at the beginning of the season. Probably nobody talked about half the guys that we talk about every week. One thing. It's so fun to do this show. Here's one thing that's really low. His home run to fly ball ratio is definitely going to um, come back to life. It's 3.4%. So only 3% of the fly balls that are hit off of him are going for home runs. That is. Okay, well, what's his fly ball percentage? His fly ball is 27.6%. So 24% of the time the ball stays in the yard when it goes in the air. 24, yeah, 24% of the time. Yeah, and it's normally, it would be yeah. 11.9% as his normal was last year's um, home run to fly ball ratio. So, Yeah, but what's his ground, his ground ball? His ground ball rate is uh, 55. Last year. You're talking about Triggs, yeah. though, right? Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's Triggs. He's a good, he's a ground ball guy. That was one of the things that uh, they talked to him about last year was the fact that he was trying to keep the ball on the ground so much when you're pitching in this big freaking park. One thing I am a little concerned about is his innings. Um, his innings last year, he pitched like 60, 70 innings, dude, total. Okay, 70, 80 maybe at the most, 56. At the, at the no, at level. all the levels. Because he was hurt last year. You well, know, that's, that's the and then the year before that, he, he pitched less than 100 innings. There's no, he, he Didn't he have Tommy John two years ago? In though? 2015, he pitched 60 innings. In 2014, he pitched 60 innings. In 2013, he pitched 60. This is because he was in the bullpen, and he, you know, that's what bullpen play, pitches oh, do. Oh, right, they're stretching him I don't out. know. That's your and other so issue. Don't play He's him already anymore. pitched 500. He's made 500 pitches, and last year he made 900 total. So we're talking about a guy that is, if they don't start limiting his innings or holding back a couple starts from this guy, that we're going to see problems coming up because he can't you can't go from 75 innings to 200 innings in one season you just can't do it no i can't do it either in fact i can't go any longer than well I nobody in baseball can do it either so don't feel bad it's, that's see that's good nobody in fantasy can i do can it do either. it I'm, you can do it but i'm, I'm tired the, now so yeah I i'm have, crazy good though i'm a freak like uh, a judge i'm a freak like judge <laughs> You think so? I hope I hope you can sustain. I hope he sustain can sustain it as I long as you can. I hope Triggs can hang hold out. But that is something that I think that if there's a downside with him, that's a huge one because that can't be overlooked. Can't be overlooked, and you shouldn't overlook it. Keep your eye on it. Use him when you can. Drop him if you must. For Andrew Lamont, I'm Phil Nasons. Thanks for listening. Nothing but fantasy. There you go. Ba-da-da-da-da